If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. Cal Fire is investigating a series of at least 14 roadside fires in and around the city of Healdsburg within a few hours Monday night, inciting suspicion and alarm. Now, that's because... California, Northern California has been dealing with, you know, a lot of dry weather conditions and fires as well. So the largest of the 14 fires was just under two acres and Cal Fire has said that no conclusions have been drawn about the case of the fires or whether they were set by an arsonist or passing vehicles. And we will continue to keep you updated right here on Amber and Tanner in the morning. All right, Netflix has 20 spooky originals to get you prepped for Halloween this year. I know it's a little early, but they just released the Netflix and Chills lineup. So it includes The Haunting of Hill House creator Mike Flanagan. Um, It's a movie called Midnight Mass. You can look for that as early as September 24th. Uh, so coming to the lineup in October, on October 5th, is Escape the Undertaker. This is really cool, actually. It's a WWE interactive film that lets you decide the fate of wrestling trio The New Day while inside the Undertaker's Haunted Mansion. So it's going to be really cool to see on Netflix. And then on October 8th, you can venture through uh, classic grim fairy tales with Hansel and Gretel and even meet the devil himself with a tale of dark and grim. Sounds like a really cool year. I don't know if they've done quite a lineup like this before, but I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, maybe they had a bunch of time in the past year to plan Netflix and chills. Definitely. So someone that's having a great year is Carly Pierce. She became an Opry member. She's on tour with Lady A. She got the key to her hometown in Kentucky. And now Carly Pierce is getting ready to release her new album that everyone says addresses the elephant in the room. It's called 29 Written in Stone. It's part two of her 29 EP featuring 15 songs and she shared a song called what he didn't do on tiktok last night and as michael ray continues to not really talk about the divorce from carly pierce uh carly pierce definitely is check this out all right y'all this is a brand new song that is out september 17th called what he didn't do treat me right when me first be a man of this Again, 29 Written in Stone comes out on September 17th. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Every morning. In the country. On Froggy 92.9. A 39-year-old Omaha, Nebraska man was driving the other day. He was doing a lot while he was driving. He was talking on the phone to a friend. He was eating Taco Bell all the same time while he was driving. And imagine doing all of this and then hitting a pothole, which is what happened to him. And somehow, accidentally, he stabbed himself in the right thigh with a knife that he was holding. I don't know why. I guess you require a knife to eat your Taco Bell these days. Yeah, that's my question. Why did he have a (laughs) knife? But he went to a local hospital and he's being treated for a puncture wound. But, you know, this just goes to show you that... Distracted driving does not necessarily mean texting on your phone. Yeah, it's absolutely eating. In (laughs) my home state of Washington, it's actually illegal to eat while you're driving. See, I I never really knew that it was illegal to eat while you were driving, but now I know why. Yeah. I definitely know why. And, you know, potholes 
are disastrous. Even if you're not super distracted, you know, you get a flat tire or something like that. So, Tanner, have you ever encountered something disastrous while hitting a pothole? Yeah, back when I lived in Washington, I hit a pothole while I was going on the 5. And my the pothole was so severe, I had one of those anti-theft radios in my car you know the ones that you can click in and out yeah that launched to my back seat my tire went down my tire popped at like 3 30 in the morning and after that i am on i am scouting for potholes as i drive anywhere i go and you know living in santa rosa there's a lot of them so i've avoided a lot of future disasters so when you say the five is that a freeway yeah like okay yeah like i5 uh, over by San Francisco and stuff like that. That oh. goes all the way up to Canada. Okay. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, I learned something new every single day. Um, what, <laughs> this kind of reminds you one time my grandpa was driving. Um, he was driving me to school, and I was doing my makeup on the way to school, and he hit a pothole, and I got mascara all over the carpeted ceiling of his car. <laughs> and I felt so bad because I could not get it out. And every day I had to stare at that mascara stain and think of that pothole and feel bad. You know, he would just look <laughs> up and, it, you know, it would remind him of you. He'd probably get a little mad. <laughs> well, on the line, we have Dixie from Guerneville who has a story about hitting a pothole. Dixie, what happened? The first week of college, there's the back road where we're going when we go to get food is really bad. Yeah. So I accidentally hit a pothole because, of course, I'm the driver. (laughs) And my friend who's sitting right beside me, he is, like, holding his bag, and he just drops it. So there's fries all over my floor, and his drink went all over him. Oh, no. He had, like, a white shirt. It pretty much turned, like, a can on the front. On the first day. It was very bad. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much just picked it up and put it back in the bag and said he'd eat it. Because oh. he's a guy, so. <laughs> Amber and Tanner want to know what you think. Give them a call right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. Nobody has more Sonoma County on the radio than Froggy 92.9. If you're given $500 cash for a vacation, how would you spend it? Getting a lot of great messages on Instagram right now. At Hannah22 says spa treatments. And F Fredo007 said food and alcohol. The important stuff. <laughs> At DC Nation29 says golf and cocktails, especially in Vegas. So we are making that dream a reality on Froggy92.9. We have teamed up with Charles M. Schultz, Sonoma County Airport, Avello Airlines, and Travelwise for a fall getaway to Las Vegas! <laughs> So if you're the winner, you and your guests will receive two round-trip tickets from Santa Rosa to Las Vegas with a two-night stay at the Cosmopolitan. And that's not everything. If you're the winner, you'll also get $500 in cash for spending. And this hotel sounds amazing. Amber, can you tell us a little bit more about that? The Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas is a luxury resort and casino. It's located in the heart of the Strip. It's unique, vertical, multi-tower design offers these spectacular views of Las Vegas, of the city. It's pretty incredible. I've looked at pictures and I really want to stay there now. I do too. Absolutely. And if I was given $500 for a vacation, which you can do, by the way, heading to Froggy929.com or the Froggy92.9 app, I think I would spend it on some sort of show. 
I would, okay. I would go see like the Circus de Soleil. I'd go to a cool exhibit or something like that. Because when you're in Vegas, that $500, you can really spend money to entertain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'd go straight to the casino. Yeah. Spend some of that money. Try to try to win more money because that's what you do in Vegas. Turn, right. Turn that 500 <laughs> into 500,000. What about oh. that? Again, more details about the Las Vegas giveaway, Froggy929.com. Amber and Tanner in the morning. If you go to the restaurant, a restaurant, any restaurant, whether it be fancy or whether it be McDonald's, (laughs) what's the longest you'll wait to sit at a table at that restaurant? We asked on Facebook, facebook.com slash froggy929. Jerry from Sonoma said 15 minutes. That's it. 15 minutes from Jerry. Jessica Verona Park says, well, it depends on the restaurant. Denny's. I'm only waiting 15 minute tops, but Cattleman's, I'll wait up to an hour. Yeah, that's that's a good point to make. If it's like McDonald's, like you mentioned earlier, <laughs> I can't wait now for no, that. It's not I'll do go it. through the drive thru and get it before that. And Kathy from San Bruno said, These days we've waited an hour for a table. I'm just glad that restaurants are open. Most times it seems like the lack of staff is the reason for the wait. That's a really good point, Kathy. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's what a lot of restaurants are going through right now. And that being said, on Sunday, my fiance, Cole, and I were really hungry. We went on a hike. Um, then we went to this restaurant. I won't say where. Uh, but we had to wait over an hour for our table. We even had to, like, put our phone number and email into Yelp. Mm-hmm. And then Yelp, like, showed us where we were in the line. Like, you're ninth in line to get a table. That's, you're fifth in line to get a table. That's really cool. Instead of having those buzzers that you get from a lot of restaurants where you have right. to sit inside, I really like that Yelp is on board to do something like that. Yeah, and then the restaurant texted us when our table was ready. And it was it was really convenient to do it that way, but I don't think I'll be waiting over an hour for a table again, especially not after a hike. When I'm extremely hungry and just want to drink a beer and have some water and maybe some hummus or something, you know, I'm just, I need a nibble. And I I think an hour is probably pushing it for me. Um, I think 30 minutes tops from now on is how long I'm going to wait for a table because that probably signals to me that the restaurant's really busy, probably doesn't really need my business at that point in time. Yeah, they got enough business going on. <laughs> Maybe go somewhere else. You know, how long will you wait for a table, Tanner? Will Is it under an hour? Is it over an hour? Does it depend? I will wait an hour if I really want it. And it just really depends on the restaurant. If I really want something, I've waited two hours to get an Olive Garden before. And at that point, they, <laughs> I like gave them my phone number, said, call me, I'm going to the mall, I guess, <laughs> and I'll come back later. But uh, I also have a really hard time saying, never mind, we're going to go somewhere else. So I awkwardly oh. wait all the time. It's something I'm working on, but it happens to me all the dang time. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Wake up every day here. Waking you up every morning on Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. Olympic gymnast Simone Biles has had some time to say things she needed to say to anyone who criticized her during her Olympic exit. Now, Simone posted a message on Instagram to talk about, you know, the month she's had since the Tokyo Games. She 
Also posted a picture showing off all the medals she won at the Olympics. And then she wrote, you know, definitely not the way I planned the Olympics going, but I wouldn't change anything for the world. I'm proud of myself and the career I've had thus far. This Olympics doesn't erase the past accomplishments I've achieved, nor does it define who I am as an athlete. I've pushed through so much the past couple years. The word quitter is not in my vocabulary. Then she continued to say, for some of you, that may be how you define me, but keep talking because I can't hear you over my seven Olympic medals, which tied me for the most decorated gymnast ever, as well as the most decorated American gymnast. Now, I've seen a lot of the negative comments about Simone, and I've seen people say, I wish I could make a living by quitting. She really let her team down. Uh, you know, things like that. And, you know, she didn't quit necessarily. Uh, she was there. She was cheering on her teammates from the sidelines. She participated in an event she thought that she could participate in. And I, I strongly believe that no one should have to put themselves at risk for serious injury, especially if they are, you know, mentally and or physically incapable of performing in their sport. You know, this is not tennis where you can just lose and call it a day. And, and I don't think people realize how dangerous gymnastics can be and is. Uh, especially when things go wrong. And if on that day, Simone didn't feel ready to perform her best, then I assume she made the correct call. And, you know, I've seen people say really harsh things like, exactly the mentality of our youth today. Uh, you know, things like that. If you just feel uncomfortable, you just quit if you're today's youth. But that's not it at all, especially not with Simone. I think she was trying to do the team a favor and clear the path to gold. But Kevin from Santa Rosa says, as she should decimate the haters, like no one has ever called in sick from their job before. Good for you, Simone. Paulette from Windsor says, you tell him, Simone, you had to think of yourself and your mental stability. But Greg from Guerneville says, at this point, it's pridefulness, and this is disappointing. He says, humble yourself, girl. So what do you think? Do you think Simone Biles should humble herself or do you think she did the right thing? Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. Headline in a haystack. Tanner is headline. Tells us which one is a lie Cause it's headline in a haystack Three headlines Amber has to identify Which one is real She is starting the week with a winning streak Woo! Her record for 2021 is 47 wins and 53 losses So you're about to even it out Alright, let's get it started Headline number one San Antonio Bar ditches mechanical bull rides Offers real bull rides in parking lot Headline number two, Federal Trade Commission investigates why McDonald's ice cream machine is always broken. And here is headline number three, Starbucks employees shocked when drive through customer is driving a pig. Uh, um, I believe it's the Federal Trade Commission investigating why the ice cream machines are broken. That is absolutely the headline in a haystack. Unfortunately, I've been reading about this story for weeks now on the edge of my seat, wondering how the investigation is going. Oh, yeah. We, we got to know. The people need to know why the McDonald's ice cream machine is always broken. So after years of jokes and complaints, McDonald's ice cream machines are the subject of an FTC inquiry. There's actually a website called McBroken that tracks which <laughs> ice cream machines are broken. We are sick of it. The FTC is sick of it. 
So that's why they're working with McDonald's right now to find a solution. We must know. What is your go-to McDonald's ice cream thing? I've never, I don't think I've ever had it. Because it's always it's broken. It's always broken, yeah. Headline in a Amber and Tanner in the morning. So I made a paper airplane on Friday. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. I do this when I get bored. I have no idea why. I'm, I've been known to make paper airplanes and fly them around the office. And this paper airplane that you made was exceptional. It was amazing. I have never thrown a paper <laughs> airplane that got that much air before. It's a pretty awesome paper airplane. Um, I have won, not to brag, but I've won many paper airplane competitions with this particular design. I that didn't I designed even, on Friday. I didn't even know there was paper airplane competitions. Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> just don't know where to look. I've just always ended up in paper airplane competitions. I don't know. If you know of a paper airplane competition in Sonoma County, please hit us up. <laughs> I have to copyright this specific design, but it's, it's pretty easy to make. It's actually like a take on your typical paper airplane design. Um, but I just feel like this is such a random, useless design skill that I have and uh, I want to know Tanner do you have like a random skill like this that you're exceptionally good at I wish there was a competition for who can get through TSA the fastest at the airport because when it whenever I'm at an airport I never know what takes people so dang long because these shoes are flipping off this belt is off laptop out of the backpack I am in and out quicker than I swear anybody at the airport oh my gosh it's a weird flex to have but it makes my life exponentially easier I'm not, I'm not quick at all. I just, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I, yeah. I think people around me are panicking because yeah. they're probably late or something, but you're, you're probably one of those people that's just like, let's go. I'm like, I want to get through this as quick as humanly <laughs> possible. I've actually had TSA people thank me oh, for wow. how quick I get through. It's a weird thing to brag about, but I have a sense of pride about it. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to practice at that the next time I fly. I, don't I can fly, train you. I don't fly often. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll start training in the office in the hallways here. You'll go, 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 go. Shoes off. Belt off. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. We're getting some messages on our Facebook page right now. Things that uh, people are exceptionally good at that they think are pretty random. Like Larry from Sonoma. He says, I throw rocks with great accuracy and power. Strangely, I'm better at throwing rocks than any other object. I would say that's uh, pretty useless and random, but good for you, Larry. Uh, Trish from Rona Park says, identifying food by the smell kind of weirds out my coworkers. Like they're coming <laughs> down the hall with an enchilada and she's like, Tracy, I smell your enchilada from here. It has a little <laughs> bit too much salt, I promise you. That's actually a pretty good skill. Yeah. Eddie from it. Santa Rosa says, I'm really good at procrastinating till the last second to do something and I still do it well. Nice. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Yeah, I love getting up with coffee and Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're talking to Christine. Christine just hired a cleaning service and Barry Martindale's going to say that some things got thrown away and she's not going to like it. Hello. Hi, is this Christine? Uh, yes, it is. Christine, my name is Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. How you doing today? I'm okay. I understand you hired a cleaning service here in Sonoma County recently? Yes, I did. Well, I'm calling them and representing them for missing items claims. We're 
very sadly reporting to you and regrettably reporting to you that our company has accidentally threw away your birth certificate and social security card box. What? Uh, Yeah, when they're cleaning your home, we don't know how, but it did go missing. Well, how would you know it's missing? What do you mean? Well, one of our workers saw it and made a note to put it in a special place, and I guess they forgot to put it back. So that doesn't make any sense. Well, I need those items back. You realize how important those are, don't you? I do understand, and uh, that's why I'm calling you today to inform you that there's nothing we can really do. We're investigating our employees to make sure one of them didn't take it. There's nothing you can do. You need to talk to that employee who saw those items and, and, and let me talk to them. Uh, Clearly, there's there's got to be a place where we can find those items. It's not really appropriate for you to talk to our employees. That's why you're talking to well, me then right you now. You need to talk to them. I am. I don't understand why you're so mad at me. This happens all the time. It happens all the time that people's Social Security birth certificate go missing. This this is really sensitive information. Are you kidding me? Look, I, I can't have this stuff missing. It needs to be found. I, so I need you to go find it. All right, that's your job. Go. Find my stuff. Christine, when all due respect, don't tell me how to do my job. Well, clearly somebody doesn't know how to do their job over there. You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the Morning. I'm Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. What? Listen to Amber and Tanner in the Morning every weekday at 7.55 for the Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Woo! Good morning. Good morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Yeah, I love getting up with coffee and Froggy 92.9. What makes your living space feel like a home? Moving to a new place has both positive and negative things about it. A positive is you get a fresh start. And I felt like in my experience, a negative is that it takes a while for a place to feel like a home. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Amber, what is something in your life, maybe it's a possession, maybe it's people, that makes your home feel like home? Oh man, you're probably going to laugh, but blankets. Yeah. I got to have, I got to have a lot of blankets around and uh, I really like to be comfy. And even if it's like hot, I still like to have like a blanket over my legs and it just, and it reminds me of like growing up with my parents always had blankets and I have blankets and there's just blankets everywhere and my fiance can't stand it. But I'm just like, this is what makes this feel homey to me. Yeah. And even when you move into a new apartment or a house or whatever, that smell of that blanket probably reminds you of home a little bit too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, So I've lived in my place for about six months and to be honest, it felt like a hotel. It wasn't until my girlfriend moved in that it felt like a like a home. Not only she being there made it feel like home, but she was like, you need some stuff on your walls. It's like kind of creepy in here. Yeah. And for some reason, having like things on my walls makes it feel like home. It really brings the space together. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the big Lebowski and the rugs really brings the room together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Getting some great responses right now, like Maisie from... Petaluma said, my fiance and my toddler is what makes me feel like I'm at home with the hundreds of toys living in the living room. (laughs) Uh, Sarah from Rona Park says, my boyfriend and a comfy couch. And Tom from Santa Rosa says, home is wherever my heart belongs with the people I love. Burn down or flood out of my house, I can still be at home in a refugee tent with my family curled up around me. Oh, Tom. Oh, my Gosh. gosh. 
See, you really make me feel bad for saying blankets. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's totally valid. I think what we're learning is, though, is that material possessions, it doesn't mean squat. Right. It's all about the people you surround Aww, yourself by. Tom. Amber and Tanner want to know what you think. Give them a call right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. Nobody has more Sonoma County on the radio than Froggy 92.9. Well, I might be really good at, like, silly things, like you know, making paper airplanes. There's one of many things that I'm not good at, and that is fishing. You and me go fishing in the dark, lying on our backs. Every time I go fishing, it's like fishing in the dark. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was funny because one of our coworkers, Blake, he brought up fishing to me the other day. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. And my dad was a fisherman. He fished in tournaments all over the state of Georgia. He even put me in these like mini kid fishing tournaments, and uh, I, I do not know anything about fishing. I still don't. When I you mean, were I know a kid, how to use like a fishing rod, but when you were a kid, because you knew you weren't very good at, it, did you look forward to going fishing still, or were you like, oh, I suck at this? No, I cried the whole time. I was like, I don't want. To. <laughs> yeah. I think my dad like looked looked at me like a son. He was just like, come on, Amber, let's go fishing. And I just was like, I'd rather be at home playing with my Barbies. <laughs> but Tanner, is there something you either grew up around or you know maybe your family was good at but you didn't really get into it or maybe you weren't good at it i come from a line of construction workers and everyone in my family was super good you know building homes doing repairs stuff like that and uh my dad always brought me to construction sites growing up but i was just awful at it (laughs) and i'm still awful at building things manual labor yeah and my brother is really good at it and he's like why can't you be more like ryan i'm like sorry i'm just i'm really bad with this hammer (laughs) i'm six yeah (laughs) you don't really have the skills at six years old i suppose to maybe maybe brian did I, i don't know Maybe well, he could use a hammer at six, but I, I... I still don't have those skills at 25. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> you do. I get by. Well, we were getting some great comments on our Facebook page. People talking about things they grew up around and they're not really an expert at it. Like Laura from Sebastopol. She says, all of my siblings were star athletes. I can't even walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Brad from Santa Rosa said, the farm life. I grew up on a farm and it's just not for me. Tara from Katati says, I come from a family of runners, the kind that run marathons on holidays. Oh, no. She says, let's just say I decided to marry into a family that doesn't like running. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. We want to get you on the phone right now. What's something that you're not good at, but your family is? 636-1-HOP. Liz from Runner Park. My dad and my brother are both musicians and pretty good ones. I, um... I tried playing keyboard and, you know, clarinet when I was younger, but I always wanted to play the drums. And they said, no, you can't, no, it's way too noisy to have drums in the house, of course, right? So then my brother gets older and he has a band and they're recording, like, in our house. They have a drum set, you know, bass, guitar, all this stuff. And I said, what happened to it being too noisy? And they said, well, you just didn't have rhythm. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Amber and Tanner in the morning on Froggy 92.9. Welcome to another edition of Tanner's Journey to Becoming a World-Class Chef. When I moved to Sonoma County, the most sophisticated thing I could cook was boxed mac and cheese. Mm. So, through the years, I've decided to learn how to cook. And uh, here's the last thing I attempted to make. It was a breakfast pizza. I don't really know what that is. When you think of what a 
breakfast pizza would be, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I mean, I think of a pizza with like an egg on it, like a sunny side up egg. Yeah. But what is it exactly? Well, I made my own version of it, went off the cookbook. What I made was hash browns, and I cooked that first for like the crust. Okay. I laid down a layer of cheese, and I cracked five eggs on top. Sounds great. It does in theory. However, and you can look right now, facebook.com slash froggy929 at the picture. I definitely didn't cook the hash browns enough. The pizza kind of turned into mush. Oh. Yeah. And uh, it turned more into just hash browns and eggs. And the big problem was when I brought the pizza out, I went way too fast. And the eggs on top broke and spilled all over the pan. (sighs) And uh, I was like, well, now the whole dang thing's ruined. Now all I got here is a bunch of mush with some eggs yolk smash all around. I mean, did you still enjoy it? I mean, it was okay. No. I was just disappointed because it wasn't what I hoped it would be. Well, you brought it to work and it didn't look bad. Yeah, that's because it wasn't pizza form anymore. It was in mush form. <laughs> okay, so you're thinking about the presentation of it all. Yeah, I mean, okay. to be You a- may have even sprinkled some parsley on top next time, make it look all pretty. I actually did. <laughs> Fun fact. Oh, cool. I even did the salt bay thing and like put my wrist up okay, and everything. Yeah. yeah, but the presentation looks like a third grader made it. So Sounds I, about right. I think that's next on my docket. But what should I make next on my journey to become a world-class chef? Call us, tell us what he should make, 636-1-HOP. A good personality with some good music also. The best morning soundtrack. Amber and Tanner in the morning on Froggy 92.9. We're going to play a little game. That little game is called Would You Rather? Rather. (laughs) Basically, we're just going to say, would you rather do this? Would you rather do that? It's pretty simple. (laughs) So why don't you get us started, Tanner? Uh, watch your favorite TV show on repeat or eat your favorite food forever. Eat my favorite food forever. Yeah, same here. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You well, couldn't watch a TV show on repeat forever? No, God, no. <laughs> what would be your food? <laughs> Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Mine would be Taco Bell, easily. Uh, uh, well, what if it's you, you have to pick one thing? Crunch wrap Supreme. Okay, great. Extra nacho cheese, please. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have it forever be winter or forever be summer? Or, oh, for sure winter. Really? I cannot. I have a hard time with the heat. I oh, really do. I got to I gotta, I gotta go with summer, man. Yeah. Got to get that vitamin D, <laughs> poolside chilling yeah, it. Yeah, because then you could just use your AC if you want to cool down. That's true. I mean, you could use a heater. And I'm going with summer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about only go to Disneyland or Disney World? Ooh, have you been to either? Um, no, but I think I would pick Disneyland because I simply just don't want to go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Disney World because that's the only one I've been to. Gotcha. I'll, I'll make this assumption right now that Disney World is better, but I know that a lot of people think it's not. All right. Would you rather be stung by a bee or a wasp? Uh, well, I'm allergic, so neither, but I, w- I, oh I think God. I would have to go with bee because to my understanding, they hurt less. I'm going to go with wasp because... I'm Team B right now. I want the bees to live, and I think they die after they sting you, right? Oh, no. Oh, I, man. I know. We're going to have to do some research on that one. What about this? Lick a cow or a duck? Like, <laughs> lick I would rather lick a cow because ducks swim in, like, dirty water. I'm going to have to agree with you yeah, on yeah? that because you don't know what waters they've been in. <laughs> we know where they a cow's been. They could have been in your bathtub, Tanner. Yeah. Who knows? You don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> what about be able to speak every language or communicate with animals? 
This is a good one. I'm going to go with speak every language. I'm going to have to communicate with animals. You want to know what your cats are thinking? Well, I think I more so want to tell the cow while I'm licking it. Okay. (laughs) Good personality with some good music also. The best morning soundtrack. Amber and Tanner in the morning on Froggy 92.9.